Once in Mongolia, I noticed a fire. Whole city burning and the flames getting higher. They're yelling, save us or we're all gonna bake. I ate the flames and then I drank the whole lake. They called me Park the Magnificent, the specifically, terrifically magnificent. A mammal so inflammable, he saved the day. I tell you, B-A-R-T, okay. That's 10,000 pounds of pressure. Uh, oh, boy. This is what a movie, I tell you. This is... Wow. Uh, wow. I mean, wow. Do we want to say... Well, I don't want to give away my only joke, but it was B-A-R-T-O-K. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can go now. It can go in. It can go in. <laughs> Welcome to... Uh, well, this is The Bluth. The whole Bluth. And, and nothing, nothing but, but the Bluth. Bluth. So you were is, thinking it was a non-Bluth well, for a second, but it, this no, is a Bluth it, film. It, only because it's falling into the slot where we normally do have a non-Bluth. <laughs> right. And this is a prequel. A prequel? A prequel. It's a prequel. That's right. A... This is Anastasia 2, Journey to the Past. <laughs> no, this is... This is Bartok the Magnificent. Yeah. So a, why are we doing an episode on this? I'm, an, not, I'm not saying it accusingly. It sounds like, why are we doing this, Dax? An, but. an Anastasia <laughs> prequel. Yes. Which was done by Don Bluth. Yes, and, and Gary Goldman. Gary Goldman. Which is why we are talking about it. And also the same songwriting team yeah. as Anastasia. And yeah, so, but this was a direct-to-video film that came out two yeah. years later in 99 the only sequel spinoff whatever you want to call it that don bluth and gary goldman were involved with of, of all that because all of his you know so many of his films had sequels that and spinoffs spinoffs that and, you know he just was like nope nope <laughs> not doing land before time two through 90 um <laughs> th- this yeah this is an odd one and to join us for this conversation is you know you heard him last time you loved him last time <laughs> mr Chris Bramante. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back. It's been so long Welcome since back. we talked to you. We completely are not recording this immediately after <laughs> nope. the Anastasia episode. Nope, 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 nope. No, Look, we are not. <laughs> we are approaching the end of this podcast in mere months. Right. Uh, so we are up to 19... Well, so it was 1999? 99. And then Titan AE will be next in yes. 2000, I believe. I want to briefly remind people that if you want to be a part of one of our last episodes and... Uh, you know, tell us your thoughts on these films overall, your thoughts on Don Bluth, your thoughts on a specific film, whatever you want to just tell us that we're great and pretty. You can also do that. Uh, our number, we have a voicemail where you can leave messages. We will be <laughs> compiling these into an episode. So, you know, if you call in, you're giving us your explicit permission to use it in an episode, uh, your audio and your likeness, whatever. Our phone number is 323-380-8103. So we will remind you of that every episode that was until well then. Spoken. Thank you. <laughs> Those but, are the types of compliments you can leave us on our voicemail. But yeah, please, <laughs> please, please we actually really would love to hear um, a yeah. story. And yeah, to elaborate, like anything could be 
an opinion that you have on one of the movies could be a memory you have of the movies. Maybe you met Don Bluth or one of the yeah. filmmakers at some point in time and you'd like to talk about it. Literally anything. Anything uh, we left out if we forgot a key thing in an episode. Something where you were shouting, you are wrong. <laughs> yeah. You are incredibly wrong. Now you can shout at us fact. in person. Yeah. Uh, who who you haven't come on for t- Titan AE out of curiosity? Oh, Ooh. that's a, a secret. secret. Mm-hmm. It's a secret. But you know them. Well, you know maybe them. we haven't asked them yet. <laughs> We've asked them. Oh, we have. Haven't we? I thought we had. <laughs> no, I think we have. I just mean not recently. Anyway, that's a surprise for everyone. Maybe we should everyone. squeeze another non-Bluth in between this and Titan AE just to <laughs> just give in us case I mean, some time. Fern two is Fern no. dying for a... But yeah, because the main thing I'll comment on about Titan AE is, I mean, it's written by Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Yes. Bed Enlund, the creator of The Tick, who also wrote On Firefly and Angel. He wrote the puppet episode of Angel, and then John August, who is a very uh, all over the place, wrote a lot of stuff for Tim Burton. No, we're I I'm really excited to do the Titan AE episode. Like, man, we I should really do the like puppet episode of Angel as a non-blue. <laughs> it's a, non-blue, <laughs> it's a, yeah. a very strange episode. <laughs> there you go. That's a good little. Oh, oh, you should do an Angel podcast. We had one as attached to, oh. uh, yeah, we called it was Sunnydale Study Group pre- uh, presents Investigating Angel. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and we made it only through a few episodes. But it's a highly <laughs> underrated show. Anyway, this isn't about... Oh, yeah, love this it. isn't yeah. about Angel. Yeah. This is about Bartok. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. Mm-hmm. It's me, Bartok. Hey, it's, Hank just Who's kind in. of like Angel. <laughs> in that he is... Was, you know, at one time... Goes back and forth between villainous and heroic. That's true. Uh, has, you know, a chosen calling to uh, go and battle a dragon. <laughs> That's true, because in, in Anastasia... <laughs> In Anastasia, Bartok is kind of the one who's like, I don't know if we should be doing that, yeah. sir. Like, let's just enjoy the party. Look, the he's, roses are beautiful. And he's like, never fully villainous, but he aligns himself with a villain, which I guess is not like Angel, because Angel is fully villainous <laughs> at times. Right. Um, yeah. But totally. it's like, like Angel, he does choose the correct path of helping people. Right. In the prequel. Right. In the prequel. Okay, so actually... And in the sequel, guess, he kind of gets off scot-free. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, because at the end, he's like, I have no part of this anymore. Like, he does kind of... He, like, wipes his hand clear of the fact that he's complicit in, in the murder of a family. <laughs> well, because, like, what was his He role? just rides back on his coattails of having saved everyone from Ludmilla yeah, the Dragon. Let's, let's step back to Bartok and Anastasia just for a second, because, like, at the beginning, what is he doing? He's just kind of, like, he's in there. Bartok? Yeah. No, no, at the beginning of Anastasia, like, he's, he's there. He's, like, in the palace. Yeah. I think when Rasputin, like, shows up in the scene where he interrupts the party, I think Bartok is on his shoulder. With his, his Iago? He, yeah, he's his Iago. Okay. And then we find when, when Anya comes back to the castle uh, before Once Upon a December... Bartok, I think he like hears her there, and and, and yeah, he, he does. He goes, he like goes to hell with to, the reliquary, with, yeah. like going into the ground to so. tell him that she's back. So that's funny. Actually, now I think about it, Iago is also a character that is a villain sidekick that becomes good. Yep, in, yep. in, in the Return TV of Jafar. In, in Return of Jafar, he becomes good, and then he's oh, good in the TV and, show. Yeah, he's just part of the gang. In the he's, TV yeah, show. he's just part of the gang in the TV series and in Aladdin mm-hmm. and the King of Thieves. Yeah, <laughs> You love that movie. I, I will bring it up every chance I get. Um, right. One Great thing movie. that we didn't mention in the Anastasia episode that I just remembered is that uh, Fern Gully also has a comedic bat. I can't think of any <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any other we have a pack of Ferngully cards sitting here on the table. Yeah. Too. I, I can't think of any other um bats, like animated bats. 
Okay, you got Batty, you got Bartok. Yeah. I, I made a, um, a, a very like quick Man Bat. I made a oh man bat. I made a very oh, quick. I'm sure, he's in some Batman. In, I know he's a comic character. I made a quick reference to something that I don't think either of you noticed. But like in in the last episode, I mentioned the the girl bat showing up is mm. kind of like Rouge, um, who is a character from Sonic, from the Sonic the Hedgehog series. So like from Sonic Adventure Two, there's an evil bat named Rouge the Bat. So I was trying to. I should have said like Moulin Rouge the bat because they're in Paris or something. Yeah, as a joke. But like, but yeah, like so she's kind of a, a sort of villain, like um, thief-ish character. Mm-hmm. Who actually I can't. I think she's like not a villain. I I don't remember. But she's like kind of a main character in the second adventure game, and she has. Uh, she's a white bat, too, with oh. a little pink heart. Uh, chest. Interesting. I always thought her character design is fun. That I'm just uh, that this is a tangent, but like yeah, that's no. another cartoon. We've bat. already run out of things to say about Bartok. <laughs> about Bartok about that we haven't even talked it about a, it. It was yet. a bat gent. Yeah. <laughs> but, but bats aside, let's talk about a bat here, which yeah. is Batty. His logic is erratic. <laughs> Potato in a jacket. Uh, no, sorry, we're not. This is, is that a, the lyric. Yeah, it's his potato in a jacket. <laughs> Crazy. That song is so good and Be- sad. Anyway, because, we talked about it on because the it's, Fern Because Gully his episode. mind is like... Yeah, he's been experimented on. Yeah, yeah and he's like, like changing a, channels. Yeah, it's like a Nim type thing. Yeah. Um. So, but Bartok, what a strange film this oh, is. Oh, yeah. Okay, I had seen this. I watched it, like I mentioned that 10 years ago, I did like a marath- like a Bluth Marathon thing. So I did watch this. Um, And I didn't remember anything about it, except I remembered liking it at the time but i think like this time i watched it i didn't i didn't love it i think i think it's just like it's good for what it is yeah i think that's a fair well okay so first off if you have anastasia on blu-ray or some dvd some dvds apparently have this too chris set has it on the uh, family fun edition dvd yeah. that we have sitting here as opposed to the on, family like boredom edition <laughs> like what, what? On, on disc two of this apparently it has it but yeah. bartok which was originally i think like a vhs release it is included as a bonus feature on these releases well yeah on, so in the, for the dvd of anastasia the family fun edition it's its own disc but it just says disc two and that's the only thing on disc two no, disc oh, two is full stuff. of many things. <laughs> so it, it's on disc two. The menu of disc two is the Romanov castle that you can explore Ooh. almost like a video cool. game yeah. with a, with the menu buttons. And you can like find different rooms and Ooh. see different objects. And then that's you can fun. find Bartok the Magnificent if you really look for if it. If you really look for it. <laughs> that's what's funny is you're flipping through the bonus features and it's like making of Anastasia, sing journey alongs. to the past, sing alongs, Bartok the Magnificent, uh, like, how to draw with Don Bluth. This like, wait, what? 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 Movie. Like, <laughs> give it its own little like button, it, you know? Yeah. And there were a lot of bonus features for Anastasia. Yeah. There's nothing really for Bartok since it is. It, it is, is a bonus, a bonus feature, feature yeah. to what? Anastasia. <laughs> and it, uh, I would say that it speaks for itself. I think so. Well, and it's funny because it was animated in 4.3, which is so weird because Anastasia's in this super widescreen yeah. and then Bartok was made for home video. Yeah. So it's in this square yeah. old standard TV definition. 
like it's not even HD. There probably isn't an HD master of it. There's probably only this yeah. DVD yeah. quality version of the film. Mm -hmm. So that's I'm, interesting in its own right. I'm reading the Wikipedia and they have like the critical response to this. And I think this one is very close to how I feel about it. The trades questioned its existence saying, <laughs> I am unsure what reason the spinoff was made, but regardless, it was a well done one. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's an interesting adventure. It's definitely, it does not fit in the reality of Anastasia, no, even with no. the mysticism. Um, Bartok in the beginning is a street performer <laughs> who fully speaks pure, clean English, that or everyone... presumably we hear it in English, but it's actually being spoken in Russian and with American accents. And with like an occasional actor choosing to do a Russian voice. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I think that it's like, okay, so we're in a reality in which in Moscow, I mean, also we're not in St. Peter Petersburg well, anymore, we're in Moscow. Wait, isn't it the Romanovs? No, it's, uh, it, it perhaps, but it's a young czar named, uh, Ivan. Uh-huh. And... I'm not sure if he's. I didn't I look up if he's like say. supposed to be a historical base, or he's just like a young Ivan Romanov. Oh. oh, it is. Okay. Oh, do you think is that like? Do we know which Romanov is that? Anastasia's Philip, dad or something? Philip Van Dyck is Prince Ivan Romanov. Um, I. Oh, okay. Is he so like he a is. real person or is like? So he must have been like a. Oh. Like a, I, uh, oh, because they all because all the czars would have been Romanovs, right? Ivan Ivan the Nikitovich Romanov from. Uh, I though this date is confusing. It's fifteen six question mark to <laughs> to nineteen or ah, fifteen six question mark to sixteen forty. Oh, so was, that was well before. Was wow, the, so Bartok wait, takes place. Bartok is like hundreds 300 of years old. Three hundred years before. The uncle of Tsar Michael the first, first Romanov Tsar Russia. I wonder if it's like an ancestor of Bartok or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like full on Bartok, I think. Or is it, no, I know, I, it's it's Bartok. So it's Bartok. <laughs> Because like the that part <laughs> where he where he paints out the letter and he's like, oh no, right, right, I'm it's Bert I'm no, Bertok. No, no, oh it sounds very similar. Oh it, it's Bertok. Bertok. The magnificent. Uh, it's really quite different. But he no, but like I was, I was thinking like Bartok the first, Bartok the second. Bartok the 15th. You know Bartok what I mean? The Magnificent. Bartok the Magnificent. <laughs> totally. That's possible. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's some my head canon could be that it it actually might be a, a different Bartok in well, history. I mean, or yeah. it's look, it's either that hey, or Link bats can, live hundreds of years. Yeah. I don't know which. <laughs> yeah. If Link and Zelda can be reincarnated 20 times for different video games. Are you saying Bartok's reinc a reincarnation maybe. of Bartok? It, Wait. <laughs> They're always named Link and Zelda um, in every game. The Dallas Morning News notes, Bartok the Magnificent does even more disservice to Russian history than Anastasia did. <laughs> it's, you know what? You're telling me this world of Baba Yagas and talking skulls and, and actor bears. Yeah. Wait, can I, I have a little, a little fun fact that it's not related to anything, but uh, well, it's related to this movie. Oh, good. Um, it's on the Wikipedia. In late 1999, pancake purveyor IHOP, which, by the way... <laughs> pancake <why> purveyor? <laughs> I would describe them as such. <laughs> started selling two versions of Bartok as part of promotion. The oh, well, not the movie, but plan they plan to sell about 500,000 of the six-inch high toys, Bartok Puppet and Turban Bartok, for two ninety nine with any food purchase. It was also offering a $2 mail-in rebate coupon for the $20 video. $20 for $20. this. $20. And free crap. activity books for children. 
So anyway, they had a little tie-in with IHOP. Oh, beautiful. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Gorgeous. I have some... I, sh- I should have brought them. As we lead up to the release, I can maybe figure out a way for us to uh, have images of them in the pod, but I have toys of... Anastasia. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like these, I think they're McDonald's, maybe Burger King, whoever was doing the tie-in. And Was there a Bartok one? I have a Bartok, nice. I have Anastasia, I have Dimitri, I have Rasputin, and I have uh, Puka, who's like huge. What a great oh. film that was. Yeah. Oh, it Anastasia. Like, it looks like it may have been Burger King. <laughs> It was Burger King. Oh, yeah. yeah, Burger King was doing the Anastasia stuff. But, but it is it is so strange to me that this came off the heels of Anastasia because, like they, as you said, this feels like a totally different world. And I think if you are going to try to enjoy this movie for what it is, you have to divorce the, the you mm-hmm. have to divorce Anastasia from your mind. Yeah. Like, was it these? Uh, yes, but the one that I have of oh, Rasputin, nice. he's pointing. Oh, huh. Yeah, it's kind of like, anyway. I think we were saying that this is like a dream that Bartok had yeah. in which he is this like hero figure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because the plot is essentially for those who haven't seen it, Bartok, uh, a, a young prince is, or a young czar who is amused by Bartok's street performing antics awards him a like a Russian ring um, and then... I don't know why I described it as that. And then, um, well, and, yeah, it's. And then I mean, it is like probably a, a Russian yeah. ring. And then he's kidnapped by uh, in his sleep by Baba Yaga, the uh, who's like a witch figure in Russian, in Russian folklore. folklore. And Bartok goes to the forest to. Oh, he's he's selected by the town by the mm-hmm. two chillins. The two, yeah, the two, yeah, the two kids who like Bartok are like Bartok can save him, and he like they like go to him, and they're like yes. Like the ta- like the city of Moscow decides, yes, this little street bat is going to save him. Oh, please, magnificent Bartok, save my czar. Don't do it. Um, well, you see, it's, it's complicated, but... <laughs> I... Please. Uh, I'll do it. Hey, come on! Uh, how often do you get to rescue a czar? Yay, Bartok! Get eaten by a witch. <laughs> and they send him into the mat. It's called the Iron Forest. Yeah, something like that. Well, it's like because he's he's painted himself to be this hero through his shenanigans and through like an acting bear that pretended to fall to him as a. Uh, like there's, right. whole scene. there's the whole bit where he and Zozi, who it turns out is yeah, but yeah, Zozi the bear, voiced by Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. He's in cahoots <laughs> with him uh, to like be this kind of like almost a con job. You know, it's like, hey, I, t- I took care of that mean bear, but he really works for him. So he's kind of the Dimitri of this film. He, he's got <laughs> sort he, of he makes his living as Vlad. a <laughs> as a trickster. Uh-huh. But in this case, he's yeah, he's faking that he has this magical ability. And this bear is voiced by again, Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey Grammer, who voiced Vlad yeah. in Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Totally different character, but definitely like a Simpsons reunion here. We've got Hank Azaria, <laughs> Hank Azaria and, and Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer, Grammer yeah. um, you know, together. Yes, yeah. bot. And and Don't and worry. yeah, and Zozi's the bear's voice is essentially sideshow, sideshow Bob. Yeah, and because so much of it is him. 
talking about like acting influences being an actor he even like brings up oedipus at one point yeah just like oedipus blinded by his mother's brooch and it's like yeah and prometheus (laughs) prometheus bound to the rock (laughs) and you're like what who is this well-read band and he makes another reference to oedipus later with the sphinx riddle because they're talking to the skull and it's like it's like, you're awfully good at riddles. And it's like, well, have you heard this one? What wakes up in the morning? What's on four legs in the morning? Yeah. Like he starts to tell the Sphinx uh-huh. riddle, <laughs> which you were like, is that from Oedipus? Because yeah, I had heard that, but I didn't remember that it was from Oedipus. Yeah. Yes. And we're like, oh yeah, it's Oedipus meets the Sphinx. Uh, all that kids old. Kids love that. <laughs> that old tale. But anyway, yeah. So like. It's what is, yeah. What has four legs in the morning, two legs like in the afternoon, afternoon and, and three, three legs, legs at night. night. Yeah, yeah. Turns yeah. out it's man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Was that a reference to. To Futurama. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, but it, yeah, that is the answer to the riddle. Spoilers, because it's four legs in the morning of life. Yeah. Yes, where you're an infant crawling on all fours, mm-hmm. and then two legs you're walking, walking around. around, and then a third third leg is the cane yeah. when you're an old person. Mm-hmm. But what about walkers? Aren't they back on like four or even like six, six legs? legs. Yeah, six They're legs. on six legs. Yeah. You're, you're an insect. They hadn't been invented uh, yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. And as the, and as the mighty day, sphinx. We only had one cane to walk on. What about when you're on a Segway? <laughs> they see me rolling. Then no legs. <laughs> yeah. Then two wheels. Two wheels. <laughs> what walks on two wheels in the early know, afternoon? Only in the afternoon. Heading afternoon. back from work. <laughs> Someone yeah. from Silver Lake? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway. So. so Bartok goes to this magical forest in which a giant like skull snake voiced by Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Was not expecting to no. hear Tim Curry again on our podcast because mm-hmm. I thought like Pebble, because he's the voice of the evil penguin in Pebble and the Penguin. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of doing an American accent in that movie. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. And he he sort of is still leaning a bit on an American accent in this one, less so. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, what a what a kind of pleasant surprise, I guess. Yeah, and that's a CG part of it. It's a big Mm -hmm. CG talking skull that with horns. It has like it kind of looks like a Balrog. A little bit, yeah. Well, it's funny because he also voiced. Texas in Ferngully, yes. who ends up as a big skeleton at the end. And he's yeah. also the voice of Skullmaster in Mighty Max. So it's just an association of Tim Curry with skulls. Like, I mean, everyone has one. You know? He's good at playing <laughs> sc- skulls. Everyone has a skull and two ominous horns. <laughs> <laughs> but he- and he has to, Bartok has to like, the way that Bartok gains access to where he has to go find Baba Yaga and the mystical uh, realm is by like answering a riddle and then yeah. entering its mouth yeah. mm-hmm. and like traveling into its body. Yeah. And that's why that's the bear, cool. that's yeah. why the bear brings up the riddle. Cause the bear keeps solving the riddles yeah. and, and that's why he's talking about it with the skull. Do you like riddles? Riddles? Riddles. Could you answer one? If I do, will you let me in? Why not? Let me see. Oh. <laughs> Ready? If a section of fence is 68 feet long and 5 feet wide and the parallel section is the same length but both perpendicular sections are twice as long. What is the key that will open the witch's door? I'm sorry, I lost you there. What was that last part? (laughs) What is the key that will open the witch's door? I thought it was an arithmetic thing. A skeleton key. But like, it is a... Yeah, sure, fine, whatever. And 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 he goes to meet the Baba Yaga, who we think is the villain. 
right. initially. Yeah. And who definitely is is Don Bluth's nostalgia for Mad 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 Mim. Yeah, we yeah, when we were watching it too, it's like that's Mim. There's a lot of Mim Mimsisms. What was it? Did Bluth animate Mim? He might have. Because uh, John Lansbury, I think. Or no. John Lansbury was one of the Oh no, what if because when we watched um, we watched the rescuers who animated um the woman well, in that like because Milk it was so similar. So, well, Milk Call Milk worked Call. on Mim, but then also it might have been one of the other Nine Old Men. Future Dex here with uh, some information that those who animated Madame Mim supposedly were Milk Call, Frank Thomas, Wolfgang Reitherman, and John Lounsbury, whom Don Bluth had worked as an assistant to. So it's possible that he may have animated Madame Mim, but uh, we're unsure. Yeah, it's hard to know, but I mean, it's definitely like it's, it's possible. clear that these things influenced yeah. Don Bluth. You know, he was obviously yeah. around. It's almost these. like if Mim, yeah, it's like if Mim yeah. and Merlin had a child, it's Baba Yaga, and that <laughs> she like. I'm just imagining right. Merlin's face when you said that, like. Oh. <laughs> and, and there's like, I mean, I I like the Baba Yaga. I think yeah. she's actually kind of fun as yeah. and Andrea Martin as I, Baba I Yaga. I like the you know the twist of like hey not all witches are not yeah. all witches are evil. guys yeah um i like that she has pointed <laughs> because i guess it's a thing that they have iron teeth that's like a thing in in baba yaga folklore mm. but like mm. she has pointed teeth yeah. like all of her teeth are pointed like and it, it was just kind of a nice little thing to make you all again you kind of judge her like before you get to even know her and so I thought that, she was cool. She was cool, Life but I mean, goals, living it, alone in the in the woods. <laughs> I like that she has that quality yeah. of of her character design to try and make you feel like she's a villainous character, but yeah. she's really not. Ah, you've come for the prince. Uh, mm-hmm. but why have they sent you, filthy little creature? Not quite a rat, not quite a bird. You certainly are not a worthy adversary for me. The evil Baba Yaga! Yeah, well, appearances can be deceiving. I think. Yes, they can. <laughs> and so, and then it becomes a video game fetch quest with Bartok and the and the Baba Yaga, where he has to go do a bunch of different yeah, tasks. He has to three get three items, tasks. yeah. The and first he, one is to get um, Pilaf, Pilaf, which is uh, a, like, weird sort snake? of... Like, it's, it's a, so Jennifer a Tilly yeah. is the voice of Pilaf, who just did, like, a very... Um, I like the Bride of Chucky herself. Yeah, so ah. she she did like uh yeah, she is the most recognized as Tiffany Valentine in Child's Play franchise. Oh. She And she's in Liar Liar. Oh, okay. Oh. Is she the other uh she's like the other woman in Liar Liar that's like not the mom. Okay. What there's like some Which other woman? Liar I'm 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 forgetting Liar Liar. I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. Uh it's Oh, she was in Bound, the Wachowski's movie. Hi. My name's Violet. We heard you working in here, and I was just wondering if you'd like a cup of coffee. In Liar Liar, there's like the case that he's in. She's like the person he's prosecuting. Samantha Cole. She's Samantha Cole. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course. Oh, she's the voice of Bonnie on Family Guy. Of um, oh, what's his name's wife? Like what? Yeah, yep, yep, totally. That makes sense. Well, she has like a very sweet yes. voice, mm-hmm. and like it actually has like some Kristen Shaw vibes mm-hmm. from the way she plays Pilaf, yeah. where it's like, yeah. oh, this is great. Hello there. <laughs> oh, I never get visitors. This is, you know what this is? It's a pleasure. 
pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. You must be Pilaf. <laughs> and you must be lost. How delightful. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's just there's kind of this so funny. bubbly Ooh. quality to this weird snaky doll-ish feeling character. Creature, I don't know what yeah. it is. It but reminds me of the SNL skit. Remember the SNL Jennifer Tilly sketch? No, no. I forget if it was Sherry or Terry. I should look up who played her, but she would always say it was like the Jennifer Tilly show, and her phrase was, <laughs> I like to wiggle. And then this like song, and it would like then the song would play, and like Jennifer Tilly would wiggle. Hold on, let me, let me look up. I think it was Sherry O'Terry. Uh, Je- uh, Jennifer Tilly also played Fraser Crane's seductive but ditzy date Candy Pearson on an episode of the fourth season of Cheers. So she and Kelsey Grammer have worked together before. I don't know when, if this was before Whoa, or probably before. It all comes together. And she was on an, an episode of Fraser as well. Cute. <laughs> Keep bringing up the tossed salad and scrambled eggs. You know? <laughs> You're going to have to put that eggs. in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, I think, okay. okay. You might be like wondering. <laughs> you might be wondering about. Sherry Terry. Okay. Why? I like to wiggle. <laughs> the way that we're describing this film does not make it sound like it's the best film. But. But here's the thing. It is actually pretty elevated by the voices. Yeah. And it is actually really like the animation, too, is way better than you would think. Well, it's. Did we all watch it right after watching Anastasia? Mm-hmm. Did you? OK, because mm-hmm. I think maybe that didn't. I mean, I don't know, because it's such a different tone to Anastasia. And yeah. also, I was a bit tired. You were tired. I, I like <laughs> may have fallen asleep once towards the end of Bartok, but I think I got most of the plot. The gist um, of it. But yeah. Did but you like, get the part where the czar's um, like assistant lady turns into a giant mean dragon? <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay, yes, we'll I get, did. Yeah. We'll get there. But like, yeah, so mm. the, this movie, even though the, the story is like not... You know, it's kind of like whatever. It's not grounded in any sense of a reality that we came to experience before. Yeah. Right. But it also, I feel like maybe we're kind of accustomed to less dignified animated sequels because of all like the Disney sequels. Yeah. yeah. And and if you put it in that realm, yes. it it stands higher yeah. than a lot of those, yeah. if that makes sense. Like For sure. We can't put this... In a way, next to I mean, but I would still rather watch this than Troll in Central Park. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, me too. <laughs> like, I might even rather watch this than Thumbelina. Me too. To some I, would. Like, I would. I would. Because it is a film with a story, with a message, with like a coherent thing that it's doing, and the animation is really competent throughout it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if it's lesser visual quality, like it's not mm-hmm. HD, but it's still like. They clearly thought about how yeah. characters moved and like put a lot of effort into the expressiveness of them. And as you can tell, Don Bluth has a lot of fun with Bartok specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, and those other films that you mentioned, they have like they don't have characters that I want to watch. Whereas I would watch Bartok in pretty much. He's a pretty great character. Yeah, totally. And this is his main adventure. Yeah. And honestly, it's like if. If that if the creation of the character of Bartok came about through the movie Anastasia that ultimately a very lovable animated uh mascotable bat character now is something that kids can like and anastasia as we were talking about since it is essentially a inglorious bastards once upon a time in hollywood revisionist history of a really grisly murder that that <laughs> um that the fact that that character gets his own 
adventure that's completely devoid of that baggage. And not to, yeah. I don't mean for the word baggage. So no, well, it is be baggage, disrespectful, though. but yeah, it's because it doesn't carry along the story of the assassination of the Ro- not assassination. They knew it was happening, but the the well, murder of the, the Romanovs in this. Yeah, in this, it's <laughs> like, hey, so we're not going to worry about that. We're just going to have this fun bat character that we came up with in the process undergo a mystical adventure. Well, and yeah. even like the whole color palette, because one of the things in that Don Bluth like talked about a lot for Dan Anastasia was the colors and how it's very muted. In fact, through the commentary in Anastasia, he complains a lot about the colors not being like. Uh, dull enough at the beginning like he wanted it to be really kind of desaturated and then the colors kind of come in as it keeps going along this movie is very vibrant there's like when they're going to the iron forest there's a lot of really bright colors in the Mm -hmm. background and uh it 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 has a different visual tone and feeling because of that yeah this almost feels like it feels almost like levels that weren't put into Dragon's Lair at some point. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. they're so cartoony and and weird in the background that it 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 does feel aesthetically very different too. And the CG's a little date is worse looking than Anastasia. Yeah. To me, it felt um it felt a little bit like those afternoon dis- you know like the Aladdin TV show or totally. the Lion King yeah. TV mm-hmm. show, but mm-hmm. longer. But it had that kind of feel to it, where it's just kind of like fun. There's not a lot of stakes. I guess a kid's missing, Less, but whatever. It's a lower budget film for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a young boy trapped in a circular in a, in a spherical cage, but. Beyond that, it's a very lighthearted story. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I guess to, to finish the recap of the story is that like after Bartok gets you know, peel off, yeah, yeah. After Bartok gets peel off, and he like brings her back. And I'm then, thinking rice peel off. I know, me too. I'm thinking of Emperor peel off from Dragon Ball, who's like a completely different character. He's like the leader of the um, of the original original Dragon Ball series, at the very beginning, he was like one of the main antagonists that was also trying to get the Dragon Balls because he wanted to rule the world or have more to life or have a million dollars. I can't remember. Yeah, Every, I also was thinking about rice. So <laughs> enough I, tears I for fears tonight. Um, yeah. but <laughs> I try to have it tears, tears for fears, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but the so so peel off aside, like they. <laughs> After that, what's the second one? He has to get the crown. Oh uh, yeah, it's a crown and then a feather. He gets the crown. Yeah, he gets the crown from what well, feels well, like a dragon's lair or space ace goblin. Well, he has to. Yeah, it's the it's the it's like the the uh, the, the Hephaestus type guy, who I guess is only like Hephaestus in his blacksmith. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Hephaestus came to my mind before the phrase blacksmith, but there's the uh, there's that guy who is aims. Obli. Obli. Oh, it's a from giant Stewart. blacksmith. Oh my god. Wait. Oh. Were you? Was, I wasn't at that robot show it, where, okay. where French Stewart. I was though. Okay, see, so like quick aside here. Yeah, there was because Chris's robot teammate improv troop. Yeah. There was a weekend I used to go and see you guys every time at the IO. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, IO West. RIP. Uh it, it used to be here in, in LA, but like I would go see you guys uh pretty often. Um, when you were doing the cage match thing uh, mm-hmm. every Monday night, yeah, was yeah, it? Yeah. And one time you weren't there, but it was. I was in New Hampshire. It was Dave and Cat and Miles. Was it the three of them? It was. Just, I remember it was because it was like when that was considered a very low number of people to be there for Robot. It was just at that three, time. and so it was. It, we were short staffed that night, 
And they ended up calling me because French Stewart like <laughs> was in the place and just like wanted to join. Oh my god! And so that show, French Stewart came and out weird. and was an honorary member of Robot Teammate for wow. a night, just one evening. And he 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 he, he threw you guys under the bus. Oh yeah, not I, you specifically, but the team. Like he he was like, but it was funny to watch. Like the way that everyone else had to kind of play around him not yet yes ending things and like yeah he was uh it was bizarre (laughs) and then i remember they would refer to him as he was like all right kids and i remember like seeing a clip of it and miles like him coming it's like where he like says some advice to them and miles goes thanks french stewart (laughs) (laughs) even said at one point during one of the songs i'm going to fuck up your whole show like specifically i remember french stewart saying that so anyway, I'm so glad that story came up because uh, then he went on to play uh, or had already played Obli in Bartok the Magnificent. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes, he had. Um, a, such the a well-known character. Minimal, magnificent. So, so this, so Bartok the Magnificent is a prequel to Robot Teammate is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's part of that same universe. Thanks, French Stewart. That's the universe. <laughs> so. I'm find these lyrics. Uh, We come bearing gifts, sir. Uh, Well, not real gifts, but uh, gifts of warmth and affection. In exchange for which, we just love to bring your headrest back to Baba Yaga. What did he say? I just don't have a clue. Diction, my dear boy. It can make all the difference in the world. But yeah, so he has to get the crown from French Stewart and and they have to like (laughs) put the weird gem in the potion. And then the third one is he gets the magical feather, Mm -hmm. which he has to do using the boulder thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, the crown, I don't know. He can't do it. He can't try. Yeah. And then it turns out at the end that uh, the Baba Yaga... She didn't actually have the kid. She didn't have the kid. She's And she's like, I never said I did. Yeah. You assumed it. And, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And, uh, but but the, it taught him a real lesson about like judging people. About judging people. Yeah. And the, the, the potion she's been making the whole time has been for him to ref- uh, a potion to bring out a reflection of who he is inside. She needs a, his tears. She gets tears from Oh, right. Him. She yeah. needs his tears. And so she makes him... Uh, she ends up he, he says some mean things to her yeah, about he hurts her feelings. how she's yeah. hated by everyone. And so she ends up crying and then Bartok feels bad and he cries and she uses his tears to finish the potion, which is meant to help him. Take this. You may need it. What is it? A magic potion. This will allow you to be your innermost self. When you drink it, whatever you are in your heart of hearts, you will become on the outside tenfold. Wait a minute. You mean the whole time I was doing all that stuff for me? Mm-hmm. Now leave me and save the prince. She reveals that the prince has been in the tower 
the whole time. Trapped in a spherical cage. Mm-hmm. Bartok goes back to the, the town. Becomes people. trapped in his own spherical cage. <laughs> he does. He goes, oh, because he goes to tell Ludmilla, Ludmilla, voiced by Catherine O'Hara. Who is the um, strange... Uh, she, oh, she's she's like his Jafar. Jafar yeah. She's a Jafar in this, essentially. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's yeah. an Yzma. Yzma is who yeah, she makes yeah, me yeah. think of, too. The only thing I wrote down for this is... Pointy ma- boobs? Well, I wrote down Madonna boobs, but same. that was like a, a comment of, of yours, too, while we were watching She has it, spiky but, boobs, yeah. and she has like a spike on her head. <laughs> yeah. And there's like nice shading that on the spikes, if you look at them. They're very yeah. like... Her head they, spike. Her spikes have like nice lighting to make them feel spiky. She's a very pointy person. But I really question why she is dressed this way. It doesn't feel historically accurate necessarily. Oh, definitely, definitely not. Well, again, you can ask the same of Madonna though. Mm-hmm. You know? But I mm-hmm. you could it's fashion. It's called fashion dash. She, she yeah, has yeah, a it's called fashion. Maybe you should dress more. Ludmilla Ludmilla has a moment too where like the prince is gone and she's like, Well, politics must continue. And she's like sitting down. I'm gonna act it in and out. She's like, I'm just so glad like Dax is she's shimmying. like she's like shaking her, he was wiggling. her she's wiggling. And you her thought hips. it was Jennifer Tilly that liked yeah. to wiggle. <laughs> Turns out it was Ludmilla it was in the movie. And Dax, <laughs> and Dax, Dax is the Jennifer and Tilly me. of this conversation. <laughs> Dax <laughs> Schaefer, Bride of Chucky. What do we do? I want to be the Boy, Baba boy, Yaga. what a story. This the Baba is. Yaga. This yeah. is a, I didn't mention Bartok to me actually kind of looks like Hank Azaria too. Just a little oh, yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like There's the eyes. Influence. If you look at his mm-hmm. face, he, he yeah. has like, maybe it's the eyebrows because Hank Azaria does have... Yeah. Some expressive eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got mm-hmm. a, you know, he's a funny. Uh, anyway, so I've stopped doing my bad Hank Azari impression, but like, it makes you want to do it. I left here a little fanfare down into the forest. Lots of trees there, some gargoyles, big, big skulls. Solved the riddle, met Baba Yaga. Not a looker, folks. Did three tasks, not important what they are. Suffice to say, at this point, I'm fairly confident of my physical, emotional, and intellectual prowess. The, the but but yeah so he ends up going back talking to Ludmilla and then secret villain but not so secret villain not yeah spoiler very obvious, <laughs> obvious villain. villain very obviously from the beginning doesn't have uh, the young czar's best interests at heart right yeah. he wanted to be entertained and there's this like one moment where he like shuts her down in kind of a dark way where he's like she's like you must respect the crown and he goes yeah actually you must respect. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, I gotta get rid of this kid. Damn, this little shit. I gotta, he's giving away jewelry. Uh I gotta fucking deal with him. Yeah, the 1600s are getting getting wild in Moscow. So, so. So Bartok comes back and is like, I know where he is. But then little does he know that she's actually the one who trapped him. And then she also traps Bartok as well. Yeah. In In a smaller, similar cage. She didn't know that the cage, she didn't know he was in the tower though. That's what's interesting is like the guard put him there because he was trying to not kill oh, yeah. the kid and might have been where i drifted off slightly well and, and then she's like yeah the like, one, and, that, and that guard has a russian accent right <laughs> oh okay look, <laughs> look o'hara decidedly look, guys, is not. anastasia is not exactly consistent with accents either but so. that one actor was like, no. <laughs> I'm going to be am, accurate. I'm a method actor. I'm we good. are in Russia. I mean, it is a weird thing because like, why, you know, is it okay in Aladdin that like the two main characters don't have accents? I but mean, it like, doesn't happen in Anastasia either. Besides yeah. Vlad. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Rasputin. Rasputin, Rasputin does yeah. as well. But it, it and, does. And, and like the townsfolk. Yeah. And then Sophie has the um, French accent. 
So there is, uh, yeah, yeah. You kind of have a little to... bit of there's a little bit of European uh, trying to make it seem not just like a an Americanized. All, all I'm saying is like if we're gonna give bar talk shit for it, then I feel like if we're gonna give bar talk guano for this, we're gonna have to like <laughs> nice. also Ooh. give it to Anastasia just a totally, little bit. Totally, you know what I, I think mean? it's just, it's even less in this one. Like the presence of Russia as a setting is such even more. Bullshit. Apart, bullshit. Well, more Bolshevik. <laughs> yeah, more Bolshevik. Um, or less Bolshevik. Um, but, but the, well, I mean, apart from the Baba Yaga, it, it, which is a very Russian thing. You know what? You're right. I mean, the, you and That's she. A it's a full on yeah. Baba Yaga in a hut on chicken legs. Yeah, that is super Baba Yaga there. So like it. So then we're diving in on some uh, spe- on some oh, special yeah. stuff on specific some specific things, Cultural but things, yeah. um, and of you know of course Russia has been filled with albino talking bats since yeah, it's yeah yeah, yeah. since, since uh, the beginning since the yeah. beginning of the Romanovs exactly they've always been there as mm-hmm. according to this movie you know mm-hmm. he said that like a Romanov. <laughs> <laughs> So they all get locked up. Bartok, uh, Bartok's locked up, and then the bear comes to help them. Well, there's like at one point there's like flooding, and they're like the kids like drowning. <laughs> oh, oh, this is the, where I nod. I guess the, the, the Ludmilla. <laughs> it's such a weird name. Ludmilla uh, takes the potion from Bartok because he said what it was, and mm-hmm. so she steals it from him before he can drink it. She drinks it, and big surprise, she turns into a big dragon. Which happens in <laughs> Sword in the Stone. There's also Another somebody turning into a dragon. Uh-huh. But it's mm-hmm. not the Baba Yaga. It is it is the, the Jafar uh, But I queen. wonder if Madame Mim was based on the Baba Yaga slightly, even though her house is not on chicken legs. Maybe. She's kind of out there Who knows? by herself. She's a witch. But, uh, there's, you know? true. there's like, the real Ludmilla comes out is such a, I kind of like the song. It's kind of fun. Starting today, they are going to welcome a new girl. Starting today, no more lying or sneaking about. No, there's someone lovely as a flower. Someone who is totally in power. Starting today, when the real Miller comes out. I like that she's turning into the dragon in parts as she, as it's going, and there's like one shot where her her breast just goes boing like out <laughs> into this like, and it's like whoa I can't and then then it does the hips but it's like it's 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 pushing a little bit on her head transforms last yes I have a word for boob animation because we've seen a lot of it on this podcast <laughs> in various films mammimation oh, we didn't talk about Sophie last what, time what is it mammimation. Mammimation? Get it? Yeah, I get it. Like mammaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get it? We're, we're nodding. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're, I liked it. We're accepting I, I think it. It's it was good. good. It's great. It's great. Uh-huh. So oh, she has great mammimation. Yeah. On the subject of the songs, though, the only song I even remember, even though we just watched this a couple days ago, Anastasia, I remember like all those songs. I But like... Bartok, I just remember the first one. Bartok. Oh, I got it right here. Because they call me Bartok, the magnificent, the specifically terrifically magnificent. A mammal so inflammable, he saved the day. I tell you, B A R T. Okay. <laughs> and you're you brought up that like during that 
someone holds up a sign. They like, each hold up a sign for each letter, except OK is its own. It's its own thing, which I thought was funny, like, too. No, no, we're emphasizing that the last two is like the word OK. Oh, OK. I, I like that song, but I don't remember it's any a great other song. songs. How many songs even it, were there? I think five. There's also five? like Who's in My House that the Baba Yaga yeah, sings. Baba Yaga. I don't remember it. There's, there's only the like bear. five. Yeah, so there's Bartok the Magnificent. There's Who's in My House. There's the song that Zozy the Bear and Bartok sing about like being a hero of some kind. It's like kind of like a charm song about like psyching up Bartok to believe in himself unless uh, I am making yeah, that up. There's literally only five songs. Yeah. So, oh, Baba Yaga at the beginning. With, was like as it's starting, there's a song about yep, the Baba there's Yaga. There's like a prologue about like a uh, witch. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, there's the Baba Yaga. There's yeah. Bartok the Magnificent. There's a possible hero, which That's, is Zosie yeah, and yeah. Bartok. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. One, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then there's someone's in my house. Which is a people with a magic intuition, and she's having a feeling that his old soul bewitching. Even though no one's hanging around in her kitchen, Ooh. we know that someone is There's the Bobby Yaga and then the real Ludmilla. And the the Ludmilla, there is a funny moment in the Ludmilla song where like the prisoners are singing along with her. They're like her backup. And and at one point they're like, boy, the future looks great. And there's a like torture device of spikes coming down to like crush them as they're saying it. I was like, that's kind of a fun macabre little joke. And then she lands on it and... Kills them. Probably, yeah. No, like, like, like she smushes it. She, I mean, yeah, you didn't. Unless you don't they necessarily are... see them being Look, skewered, if There's not a body, who knows? There's not a body. Uh, Palpatine could still be alive, guys. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a clone? Probably. I don't know. They'll just <laughs> mention it on the internet. Later. According to the books, I don't care. The, <laughs> so, anyway, she then somehow. She sets the town on fire because she's a dragon. Because mm-hmm. she comes back and she's talking to the prisoners, like, or no, she's like, she tries like my royal subjects, and then sees that she's a dragon. She gets mad, and apparently Frank Welker was some of the dragon voices. He was uncredited. Oh, nice. He gets into everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, sets, how does she defeat it? I forget. Well, and then so uh, that's oh, when she like it makes the she makes the thing crumble and the water comes out or. There's some weird thing she does in the tower that causes the water to rise. Yeah, there's and, a flood moment. And then the bear and ev- and Bartok and gets them free. And then Bartok tricks her into breaking the tower so that it floods the town and saves everyone. And I think it also like sweeps Ludmilla away. I don't remember what happens to her. <laughs> so uh, goodbye, Catherine O'Hara. Um, and... Uh, Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> and like, and then there's a the closing ceremony. Oh, because the prince they all see is alive in the the town, and and then Bartok gives the ring back. And yeah, he gives it back, and then presumably the Romanovs live happily ever after. And, Nothing and bad the, ever happened. Right? And the Baba Yaga, right? And then the Baba Yaga comes and and writes Bartok the Magnificent in cloud writing in the yep, air. Yep. And then they have like a thing where he's flying up there and he says goodbye to her. He, he gives her a hug. She doesn't want a hug, but but he and, T- and uh, Pilaf give, I almost called her Tilly. Uh, he and Pilaf give her a hug. And then, um, Jeez. and then give at her the, space if she, you know, <laughs> but she's, she's fine with it. She, she, she realizes they're just being 
they're being sweet. And then uh, she implies that she'll see Bartok again. Was that sequel bait for like another? I'd be down. I mean, I wonder if they were going to make it a series. Well, yeah, and I, I, it's like really hard to find out how direct, like direct to home video stuff does. Like, what do you consider a success? Like, we don't have anything for budget or or there's nothing or like how much it made it in home, like on home video. So, I mean, they only did Titan AE after this, so I don't know. Like, and Anastasia did so well, mm-hmm. so I'm curious, like, why? And maybe I need to finish watching that video that I mentioned before, but like, I don't understand why. Anastasia did well. Bartok probably did fine. Why then did like Titan AE was like, I guess such a failure. We'll talk about it. This is just foreshadowing. Titan AE was kind of a failure. I understand because it was like a changing of the guard uh, and the the studio itself purposely were trying to kill the movie. Oh, So they didn't really advertise it. That's such a shame because it seems like they were doing good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it also kind of doesn't quite have... It's a little too adult for yeah. kids, yeah. and it's a little too kids for adults. There, and it sits in this weird zone, and it's like it—it's not a musical. It's not like Anastasia. Yeah. It has this cool kind of post-apocalyptic concept, but at the same time, underneath it all, like the soundtrack was like Power Man the, Five Thousand and all this like metal. There's mm-hmm. also virtually no hand-drawn sci-fi movies in the in the West. Like we yeah. don't do animated sci-fi very mm-hmm. much. So I think that so I, I, for that. I agree. And I think that, I think that's part of it is like you're the family isn't, wasn't typically like, yeah, let's take, which is weird. Cause now star Wars, you know, it's like you would think everybody takes their kids to star Wars. So why wouldn't they take their kids to see an animated sci-fi movie? I mean, like it that? was just the wrong time for it. I yeah. think. Like, I think now it would maybe do, I don't know. I liked maybe. it when I saw it. We'll talk yeah, about we'll it. Talk about it. We'll talk like, about Tiny later. But yeah, it's like, just, but, but going back to this, it's just surprising that it seems like they were doing fine. Like they were doing well, you know, they were like, let's make Bartok. We have this money. Let's do it. And it, Bartok probably did fine. And, yeah. and it's just like weird. So the final shot of the movie is Bartok winking and it irises out on him in the sky. It's like, oh, that's all Classic. folks. I don't remember what he says, but that's all bats um so this but it is i don't know this was actually the only don bluth movie i had not seen i hadn't seen it until i watched it yeah talk about it so it it was kind of odd because i felt like i was watching a movie i would have seen as a kid but just did it. Yeah. For some reason, this one kind of skipped yeah. me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I never had seen it as a kid either. Bartok the Magnificent was nominated for Outstanding Achievement in an Animated Home Video Production at the 28th Annie Awards. Oh, in and you know what it lost to? Yes. An extremely goofy movie. <laughs> so, Is that the yet sequel? again. <laughs> yeah. That's that was the second goofy movie? Yeah. That was the, the direct to video Which one. I also have not seen. Which doesn't have Roxanne. I haven't seen that what? either. And so I'll never forgive it for not having Roxanne. <laughs> so it means that they didn't make it. Aww. But but here's the thing. Roxanne like shows up. Awakens. Here's the thing. In House of Mouse, Roxanne shows up on a date with Max at some point. So oh, maybe they broke up and got back together. So my headcanon is that they they found a way because the, she didn't have to put on a red light. <laughs> <laughs> Dax is leaving. 
All right. Well, I guess that's the end. Uh, you can follow the whole blues and nothing but the blues. <laughs> Because you, you locked it before you oh, left. Okay, let me try again. <laughs> Did you guys hear that slam? That was Dax leaving. <laughs> Somewhere Dax's slam just awoken Bartok, who's hiding in the rafters with a mystical tube. <laughs> you think I'm Anastasia? Oh, should that girl couldn't be anesthesia. Was it just because she wait. mentions it? This little, little mm-hmm. light, wait, Chris, light did on? did you just imply that Bartok is like still alive of course. and out there? I he's think Bartok like, is immortal. He's, he's been immortal. alive for hundreds of years. Yeah, From of Ivan was well, in like that's 16... why he could go into the hell dimension, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like he's dead technically. Maybe that Baba Yaga gives him the ability to live forever. Yeah, because oh yeah. he like becomes their friend. Maybe that was going to be a sequel yeah. movie. Yeah, Baba Yaga yeah, gives the, the power to live forever. Yeah, maybe that was cool. the the potion. But he Is doesn't that, drink it. <laughs> but he do, maybe she makes him more, mm-hmm. and like that's his inner what whatever is like that he's yeah. going to live forever. And now he yeah, and then today the yeah the so he lives forever goes on until today, and then it turns out that he was like one of like the driving forces behind the Russian hack in 2016. Or they were say the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No, 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 no. He's uh, he's not that. He just you know wanted to meddle in our elections. You know? Future Dax here again with a quick reminder that we recorded this episode back in March before the pandemic got real serious worldwide. So please don't get mad at us for making a stupid joke. Oh goodness. <laughs> do do you do either of you know who Philip Van Dyke is? Is it he, is he really, related? To, <laughs> same question. Oh, you know Dick what, Van Dyke? Dick Van Dyke. You know what? So the voice of Prince Ivan Romanov is a uh, well. It says Jonathan he was Taylor Thomas. He says he is a former it's actor. Fi- Philip Van Dyke. Philip Van Dyke. He says his former American actor, best known for his role as the Goblin Luke in the <gasps> first two installments of Disney's Halloween Town film series, and which I found a DVD of at the Goodwill two days yeah, ago. I've seen oh, those. and and <laughs> read the rest of it. And Arnold. In seasons two and three of Nickelodeon's Hey Arnold. Oh, weird. Right? Who so was that wasn't the same voice actor? Huh, I guess not. Who was Arnold in the first season? Uh, oh, wow. There's like, whoa. And he is or is not a Dick Van Dyke. Uh, Lane I don't know. We don't know is is the problem here. But, but okay. So there you go. There you go. Hey oh, Arnold. I had some thoughts. Uh, sorry. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? Uh, so Bobby Yagba, Madam Mim. The which we talked about, uh, Zozi's outfit when he is um, uh, dressed in women's clothing at mm-hmm. the end is kind of reminiscent of Little John's outfit in uh, the um, in like the caravan heist scene yeah. in Robin Hood. Interesting. And uh, when Ludmilla becomes the dragon, her eyes have a similar kind of like hypnotic multicolor swirl as Ka the snakes. Uh, mm. Disney similarities. I that's fun. Yeah, that's uh yeah. I think like they're pro- again as we discussed on our Disney Days episode, Bluth had worked on uh, Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone, and in Robin Hood there are the Ka eyes mm-hmm. for the snake. Yep, who is Sir Hiss? Sir Hiss. Uh, but who is obviously the same character model in many ways as Ka. So like, yeah, and and um. Well, that, you know, in for Anastasia, he mentioned things about Sleeping Beauty and how like the, they had. Oh, that was something I didn't bring up was that um, I think Audrey Hepburn was like a model that they like was a kind of model for Sleeping Beauty and yeah. was also a model for Anastasia. Oh, 
oh i can see that mm-hmm. like that they sort of like the almond shaped eyes that mm-hmm. she had like was kind of like a thing that they looked at but but, but don bluth worked on sleeping beauty yeah and so it's like he right. was close to all of these things and knew about mm-hmm. like all these things very very close hand so i think it makes sense mm-hmm. that that those things seep into all this other stuff too um i guess like closing thoughts for me on some of this um it, you know, it is held back by its budget. It If it had been like a real film budget, it maybe could have been something, I think, a little more. But for what they had, and it feels like the songs are a little phoned in. Yeah, that's why I don't remember them, I think. Because obviously they, the, yeah, I cannot okay, remember I their names, but Stephen Flaherty. Stephen Flaherty and, and Lynn... Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> and Lynn Aarons. Uh, a- so it's Lynn Aarons and Stephen Flaherty is the way it would be said, right? A-H-R-E-N-S. Is there an etiquette to that? Well, probably the probably the alphabetical. How is it listed? It says lyrics on the Anastasia uh, soundtrack. It says lyrics by Lynn Aarons and music by Stephen Flaherty. Well, in Bartok, but, but, it says just Stephen Flaherty. Well, because I think he oh, did the what? score, too. Oh, music! I, th- I oh. think he also did the score, whereas David Newman had done the score for Anastasia. So I think uh-huh. he was in charge of all the music. For oh, this. I see. The film songs were written by yeah Stephen Flaherty and so, Aaron. But again, because they obviously didn't like Bartok, mm-hmm. it being an Anastasia, evidenced yeah. by the fact that he is not part of the Anastasia musical. Right? Yeah, they cut him out. So they probably felt a bit With vengeance. Yeah. Well, like they, this was They're, a paycheck. Yeah, they weren't as enthusiastic about but, doing a whole Bartok movie. But they still did a better job than many would do, if that makes sense for what it is. Yeah. Like I think, like the songs could have been terrible. None of yeah, them were and, terrible. And, yeah, they were all rather fine. And it's like, would I watch it? Would I watch rewatch Bartok the Magnificent before? Cinderella two, yeah, uh, yes. Before Cinderella three, no. <laughs> um, however, on the car ride, will I be listening to the YouTube? I'm sure clip in song form of the Bartok the Magnificent song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any that's, of the other ones? No. That song is good, and 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 there are moments. There actually. Is I, I can't remember if it's in that song, but somebody says, Heaven help a harpy who gets in my way. Heaven help a harpy who gets in my way. I was like, that's good. Yeah. That, that's that's yeah. good. That's good. That's like B-A-R-T. Oh, okay. It's a fun alliterative quality. Like there were there was care given to a lot of this stuff. So props to it. And uh and yeah. Harpy who gets in my way. I guess I'm just a natural, or so they say. I tell ya. I'm trying to, I'm just yeah, any other... skimming over these really quick. The wipes are terrible. I really wish uh, they didn't do a lot that, of the. That's what makes it feel like TV. It feels like a video editor, like a home. I don't know. It feels like some home video editor video was like, just like, ah, here, just put a quick wipe transition. There's a point. Yeah, it does like a weird iris wipe that doesn't work. And the credits do like oh. a, a TV 
kind of like oh yeah they like squish the image for so the credits can show it, it squishes twice it like it's squished one way and then it squishes and squishes to the side so that the credits can like fit on screen it's like there's such a better artistic way oh right you How, like, the Im- I- yeah the image is mm-hmm. like weirdly squished it, it's I very felt, careless i felt like a disney channel voice was going to come on like up next yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sabrina doesn't know where she's going into lo- yeah. you know like something was going to happen <laughs> where a narrator was going to tell yeah. me but, but yeah, it felt like that thing where they try and cram in an ad at the yeah. end of something, but yeah. it was the actual film doing it to itself with the credits. Yeah. So love is a road. Is that from Anna Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> love is a road that you never get past. Wait. What? What song am I singing? What song what is that? What song Wait. are you singing? Love is a road that you never get past. I know what you're talking about. What is that from? Is it from Anastasia? Is that your CD? No, <laughs> sure. <laughs> is that the is that the 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 pop song that plays? I think so. Love in the beginning. I there's lyrics in there. You can check on the booklet. <laughs> but oh, um. Yes. What are your closing thoughts on Bar Talk? At the beginning, song by Donna Lewis and Richard Marks. Yeah, it is that. Is that that one? Yeah, that's Love the song at the beginning. <laughs> I've forgotten it. That one. I, I, my mind can't remember that one song for some reason. I think I just, I, I need to, I, I tuned I, out. I might pop by Amoeba. And see if home. you can. And see if I can muster up this CD. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not on Apple Music. Oh, it also is worth noting that this movie was co-produced by Hank Azaria. Right. He was like, please, I need Bartok. I need there. more Bartok. <laughs> I need it more in my life. Uh, Simpsons isn't paying me enough. Yeah, Simpsons isn't paying me enough. <laughs> That'll never get controversial. That'll never get. So does he still? Has he retired doing Apu? Yes. Yeah. So does, is but Apu a character still, I or did so. they just remove him? That I, I don't, know. don't know. And Chief Wiggum, and comic book uh, guy Carl Carlson. I'll just Carlson. type it up on my invisible typewriter. <laughs> 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 So to quote a certain character, worst Don Bluth sequel ever. No, it's not. Actually, it's, not. it's actually the quite not. Well, best Five Goes Don Bluth West. sequel oh, Goes West, of course. ever. Yeah. Well, okay, Don but that's Bluth not a Don Bluth. Right. It's not I a Don Bluth. I guess this is the only movie. Don Bluth sequel no. by Don Bluth, but is not the only sequel to a Don Bluth. If you movie. told me that you liked this more than uh, as a sequel more than Five Goes West, I could, I could see why. But I think Five Goes West is. A well, much grander film. Well, yeah, Five Goes West was not a straight to home video. Yeah, Five Goes West was like a film yeah. that was made for theaters with uh-huh. a big budget and music by uh, James Horner and and yeah, like so. I don't know. This is it's a comparison that need not be. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, this movie happened. <laughs> Thank <laughs> goodness it yeah. did. But yeah, yeah, I kind of glad it did because it it is it has its own charms and fun. And if you remember this one from when you were a kid, I. I get it. I get what's fun about yeah. it. Cheers to you. Cheers, Cheers to you. To you. So, yeah, it's, what were you going to say? No, no. Cheers. My thought is that the strangest thing about our world and society <laughs> is that the murder of a Russian grand duchess <laughs> somehow leading to the story <laughs> of a silly little magical bat on a journey... <laughs> It's like the it's like such a yeah. such a like what a travel on, on a on a demon filled yeah. train is that that yeah. is going a, on a fetch quest for Baba Yaga's quite a, it's quite a leap 
It's it, like if like if she knew that, I think she would. It's like if like if the Romanovs. It's like look, there is going to be an American <laughs> film. Yeah, which, like you've seen they, movies at that point. Yes, yeah, movies, movies were a thing. Having, yeah, there's going Chaplin to be Chaplin films. Like you've seen a Chaplin film, right? So imagine yeah. this. But like, are you seeing what, what you was? You won't be an, in it. But what of your animation? Yeah. Was, yeah. What, when was Gertie? Was it Gertie the dinosaur? Yeah, yeah. The dinosaur okay, was... they'd be like, hey, you've seen Gertie the dinosaur, right? Like a hundred years from now, less than a hundred years, or a hundred years from now, a few yeah. weirdos are going to be talking about this movie about a bat, and it's related to you. <laughs> it's not going to be about you, but it's going to be about one of your ancestors, former enemies. <laughs> one of your what was it? A for he was an enemy. What? Wait, I've. Wait. No, no, no. Uh, Bartok. Oh. No, what I'm saying is like there is still one of her, one of Anastasia's ancestors. ancestors. That's yeah, my point. True, yeah. It's is not that such a leap. One of your ancestors is in this movie about a talking bat that saves him from a evil queen that turns into a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I was trying the to get power across, guys. Of human imagination. Gertie the dinosaur yeah. was 1914. Oh, cool. So they would have probably seen it. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, well, wait, when does Anastasia take place? When does the For all those out there uh, who may or may not know, Go to the Dinosaur was what, Windsor McKay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Windsor McKay was the first animated... Yeah, it was a first animated dinosaur first, for sure. First animated thing. Yeah, we we like Ever. didn't mention it on our We're Back episode, and somebody or I think either sent us an email or or wrote it in a review that we left an out. Angry dinosaur. review. No, they were quite nice, <laughs> but well, they were right that we left it out and we shouldn't have. Well, um, it's like a. I think it's not just yeah. It's I, and correct me if I'm wrong, and but it's like I think the first animated thing ever. At least the first, the like drawn. At least shown um, to an audience. Not if you count. Not if you count like zoetropes and praxinoscopes and those things, because those are technically oh, animation. That's true. Like those spinning devices where they would draw images in sequence, right. and you would spin them, and you could see animations. First so. animated character. First animated character on film. I think didn't stuff come before Gertie too? Well, and the like, thing we were watching the thing about Disney doing those like Alice movies that were like part like part live action part animation when were those oh probably the, probably the 30s right yeah because gertie's for 1914 because it was like windsor mckay did this thing where it would be like he would be physically on a stage and an audience would be there and he would like refer to her on the screen and she like kind of like I, reacted to him uh-huh. and like audiences were like terrified yeah like they were like they like they like they ran out screaming yeah, well, because I mean, it was this strange new thing. Steamboat Willie was definitely before the '30s, because that was before okay. sound, like that was before sound cinema, because mm-hmm. okay. they had the, you know, they just had the whistling. Well, they had the yeah, they had the um, that was somebody. Didn't they say it was like somebody like they? No, they did have. Was it? I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm confused. When was Steamboat Willie? Steam- I was trying to yeah. I, uh, 1928 I Steamboat oh, Willie. So this was before sound cinema, but I think they had somebody on stage like mm. doing the audio or they had a separate audio yeah, like a track foley, or like something that was like artist. synced up to it, something like mm-hmm. that. Future Dax here yet again, clarifying that Steamboat Willie, which as Sarah said, came out in 1928, was the year following The Jazz Singer in 1927, which is largely credited as the first major talkie, although earlier films utilizing music and sound effects had been produced starting in the mid-20s. 
The story that Sarah is referring to of playing live music during a screening of Steamboat Willie did happen during the production of the film, where, due to some doubt regarding whether a sound cartoon would work, a live performance was arranged on July 29th of 1928 alongside an unfinished version of the short. The overly positive reaction from the audience ultimately gave Walt assurance about producing a soundtrack and finishing the cartoon. It's, so, again, like, I should know more about this than I do. But but anyway, why were we talking about... We were when- talking about if the Romanovs knew about animation. <laughs> and I mean, how I odd mean, they... Just the leap of culture from lighthearted romp from its original source of inspiration, yeah. which was something rather grisly. I mean, mm-hmm. Anastasia Drew... She, Interesting. she did draw a self-portrait of herself when she was eight. So, you know, there was some there was some drawing. So maybe she would appreciate it. Who I knows? I think she would. Who knows? I think she would. I think that Anastasia... What happened, first of all, politics aside, um, I my understanding is that the reason Nicholas was so hated was that it was like, obviously there was like a growing communist movement against him and the royal family but that like the that podcast at least sort of put forward that he was kind of like like not really aware of the politics like there was suffering and there was unrest in the streets but he didn't really like know or care he just kind of had this isolated life but was very beloved by his family and that he was killed because I mean people wanted to overthrow the government but that that family did care for each other, and I'm sorry that that happened to them. And if they also were responsible for research that we haven't, I haven't necessarily done, that was that maybe they were more sinister figures in history than the film Anastasia would have you believe. Mm. Um, but if they were, the children weren't. Yeah, yeah. And um, and uh, Anastasia and the rest, rest in peace. And I'm sorry that happened. I've just, I think Windsor McKay had done some little Nemo animations before Gertie in like 1911, which was his comic strip was Little Nemo in Slumberland. Okay. So So Little Nemo. I think those preceded it because it's something here, list 1911. Anyway, I just wanted that clarification. Were you talking about the Romanovs? <laughs> it just I think we've it, said what there is. It also is just so weird that like a hundred years, less than a hundred years later, animation is or no, sorry, more than a hundred years later. What is math? Oh, yeah, yeah, more than a hundred years about later. Just years like, later. Just how cinema is like so young, you know, yeah. very young, yeah, and yeah. just so different from where it started. And yet, it took us all that time to make. Zen, to make Xenon girl of the 21st century. No, I don't know. I was trying to think. I was into the Spider-Verse? Into what? the Spider-Verse. I'm trying to think of like what a, 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 culminate, a good culmination of cinema movie would have been to say. Yeah, Bartok the Magnificent. Cars Bartok the Magnus. 3. Cars forever. No, Planes know. 2. Plane. <laughs> Planes 2. Please, no. Uh, please, no more flying. Yeah. And my friend Scout said, Legos 3, more Legos. <laughs> You can't, you can't get away. You can't get away from these sequels, I tell you. They just keep wow. getting made. Wow. I'll tell you what. I'll tell wow. you what. These, uh, you know, but as long as they keep making money, they're going to keep doing them, I guess. So yeah. Bartok 3, it's going to happen sometime soon. 
Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> Chris, where can people find you? Hi, everybody. You can find me at B A R T O K. Hi, you can find me on the internet as a Montioc. A O M O A M A M O N T I O C K. A M O N T I O C K. Um, oh my God. Uh, wherever the internet is available, I don't really write on Twitter. I mostly just retweet if there's a Hamiltoons or a Robot Teammate event. Um, or a new episode of Thank You for Questing, which there hasn't been in probably a little over a year. And because it's kind of concluded. But anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> podcasts available. You can check out Sunnydale Study Group, which is a Buffy podcast with me and Omar Najam, where we get through Buffy 1 through season 4 and a little bit of Angel before it just was a little too much for us to keep up with with our daily lives. <laughs> uh, and then we did a pro- uh, project called Thank You for Questing, which is an improvised RPG adventure. Future Decks adding in an addendum that Thank You for Questing has started some new episodes again since we recorded this podcast. So do go check it out on the Zeitheist Podcast Network. Yeah, it's, check out Robot it, Teammates. It's very check good. Out, Listen um, to it. Check out Hamilton's, which is the uh, you can start one in your city if you'd like. Those are the things on the internet, and that's my things. Uh, Sarah. Yeah, I'm on Who Instagram at Sarah Iyer. I am on Twitter. Don't follow me. It's awful. And... Uh, <laughs> That's your new. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. don't. And if you do follow her, unfollow. Yes, please, please, like follow me and then immediately unfollow me. No, follow Sarah. No, follow you. I follow you on Twitter. Oh, sorry. I probably probably agree with. I know a lot of people agree with me, but I say it in a very um. I'm not very like blunt. Yeah, I'm just angry all the time. So were you for or against the Romanovs? <laughs> anyway, where are you, Dax, on the internet? <laughs> I'm at Dax Schaefer on all the things. Are, yeah, are you Promanov or... Con- <laughs> Sarah, that comment was not B-A-R-T. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, uh, are you are you Conastasia? <laughs> Promenoms and Conastasias. <laughs> oh my god, we, we, I think we've gone crazy. Um, and I just a reminder, crazy. this is what Bartok the Magnificent did to us. <laughs> just a reminder that if you want to call us and leave a message, oh yes. Um, <laughs> What's the number? It's three two three three eight zero eight one oh three. Sorry, I forgot how the song went. Um, the number again is 323-380-8103. We'll post about it, I'm sure. We'll put a little post on our... The, by the way, follow us on yes, please. things. Yeah, send a, if follow you wanna, us just in time for the end of our podcast. Yeah, if, if you don't want to call us, you can send us an email, thewholebluth at gmail.com. <laughs> you could send us an angry letter. Yeah. <laughs> you can send me an angry tweet on my Twitter. Um, and you can follow us at Nothing But The Bluth on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. It's just the whole name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, leave us some reviews because we read some on our last episode. So leave us some more. We'll read some on our next one. Um, you will read them in the voice of Bartok. You yeah. Know. Yeah. You're going to give it a that. nice little flair. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Is that it? That's yeah. all we had to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so this is thank you for joining us for this 
bizarre yeah. follow-up. Thanks uh, for having me on, guys. Thank, thank you, you for being on, Chris. I feel a strong sense of closure. Yeah. Yeah. So what? How, how? What's the last line we could say here? That's all, bet. <laughs> Three two three three eight zero eighty one zero three. You know what? There's a lot of things that you could say to end this pod, but I think Zach's that the one that you chose was B A R T. Okay. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye everyone. I'll be seeing ya. You can count on it. See you soon. Half meter shan. Bye Bartok. Goodbye, Bartok. We magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you later, folks. There's nothing else here this time. Although I am upset with myself that I uh, I brought up Dragon Ball earlier and didn't make an episode of Bar Talk joke that uh, all of three people would get. <sighs> Boy, I tell you what, wow. <laughs>